Hello, and welcome to The Loop, where we keep you in the loop. I'm Abby. And I'm Kendrick. Um, yeah, so our first story today, there were some tornadoes in Texas, guys, and it caused some pretty devastating, um, it did some devastating stuff. Um, there was a photo that was posted by the um, Texas, uh, the Dallas Morning News, um, and it shows a man walking on a basketball court next to a bunch of just destroyed homes and buildings and you can just see stuff like everywhere and it takes me back to when I was writing that story on the hurricane in Dorian and I just man I can't believe so many people are going through these devastating things yeah they said 140,000 people were without power for multiple days 140,000 wow uh, <laughs> also two billion dollars at least incurred in losses as a result of nine tornadoes across North Texas. Um, yeah, that's crazy stuff because, I mean, we see tornadoes, but nine in two days, mm, that's... <laughs> and they kept going, too. The tornadoes, for the most part, only did minor injuries in Texas, but they kept going through Arkansas and Oklahoma and killed, unfortunately, four people through that as well. So they were just ravaging that whole area. Says in comparison, the 2015 tornadoes that devastated the same area costed about $1.2 billion dollars um, in losses, and then this year's is $2 billion. So a little bit more damage incurred this year, but still, if it happened back in 2015 and then it's happening again, I they're going to spend a lot of money trying to repair that. Yeah. Um, but I guess on to a little lighter-hearted news. There were tornadoes in Missouri, um, but that's not the lighter-hearted news. Um <laughs> <laughs> In Missouri, a man, um, for the fifth time, it says, for the fifth time in a row, a man set the Missouri record for heaviest pumpkin. Spooky season, guys. We're pretty excited about this. Yeah, so in case you missed it, last week, someone broke the world record, right? The world, world record, record in California? Yes. California for its pumpkin, pumpkin. But here we are in Missouri, trying to fight back with the state's largest, making our way, makes pumpkins. And this one is actually orange. Take that, California. Yeah, it actually looks like a pumpkin, so it's be <laughs> it's better. Um, it weighs 1,798 pounds. We can basically say 1,800 pounds. Um, and it's the <laughs> second heavy. Oh, and there's a second one that's almost as big at 1,677. Holy well, cow. Can you imagine running into that in a pumpkin patch? <laughs> children would be baffled. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I've seen some pretty big pumpkins, but if I saw one that big, I don't know what I'd do. It would... That's a, that's a lot of pumpkin pie. <laughs> that's a lot of pumpkin pie. <laughs> and a big jack-o'-lantern jack at that. Yeah, you know what else I don't really um, know how to think about? This teacher strike that's going on in Chicago. Right? Yeah, Chicago. Um, I was reading an article in the Chicago Tribune. Um... And it was talking about the strike, how long it's been going on. So do you know any more about that, Abby? Yeah. So these teachers in Chicago have been on strike for um, almost a full week. Like, they've been out of school for six days. 300,000 kids have been, been out of school for these days of these teachers' strike um, throughout Chicago. And they said over, like, 25,000 teachers were um, – striking well in Chicago, and they have been going at this for, like, days and picketing and protesting. And, honestly, 
I'm whenever I see these strikes, I'm pretty much I'm just wowed by the organization that these things take. Like, yeah. obviously, I feel so sorry for these teachers that feel like they're undercompensated and these students that are out at school right now. But I'm just so distracted by like, have you guys ever tried starting a wave? with your friends at, like, a football game or something, and <laughs> you just try getting everyone rallied up to do a wave or, like, a cheer or something and just falls flat? Yes, it, uh, that happened so often. So <laughs> I can't even I can't even manage to organize my four tool into starting a wave, let alone organizing 25,000 people into rallying for days. Yeah, big respect. Also, big supporter of their cause. Peachers, or peachers, teachers, <laughs> rather, are massively underpaid nationally, statewide, you know, um, you know, Missouri teachers don't get paid that much either. Um, I my stepmom taught for like years, and I I know what it's like. At not like me personally, but I know teachers, and they put in more work than they're given credit for. So yeah, I mentioned it to a friend of mine. I said, "Man, it seems like people have been striking a lot recently." And she said, "Well, yeah, it's almost like teachers are underpaid nationally or something." And I was like, "Fair enough." Yeah, um, I guess the Chicago Board of Education has offered teachers a raise of 16% um, or a 16% raise over five years, um, while the union has asked for 15% in a three-year contract instead. So that's the latest update. They're kind of working out um, statewide how much they're they're considering raising teacher pay, which is really cool. Um, it shows it really goes to show that. Um, these events that they're organizing is actually making some changes in legislation and, and throughout, I mean, the nation, too, because this is a national story. Peop every everybody's reporting on it. So, All right, and to combat all this seriousness about tornadoes and teachers striking because they're not appreciated enough, we're going to talk about a little lighter-hearted story. What do you got for me, Abby? Well, it's lighter-hearted to an extent, but <laughs> do we all remember... That sheep, Chris, who went viral a few years ago in, like, 2015 because he evaded being, like, sheared of his wool for, like, six years. And so by the time they found him after he'd been wandering around the wilderness for six years gathering all this grustering stuff, he was monstrous. Like, by definition, the world's most, like, fluffy and the world's, like, biggest, heaviest wool-carrying sheep ever. What? And where was he found? Um, in Australia, this was in Australia, but so he, they found him and he's pretty much just this giant cloud, but this week, unfortunately, he's among the real clouds and he <laughs> passed away, oh um, no. earlier this week to this May of his owners and all these people had been following his story, but Chris Sheep unfortunately passed away at 10 years old, which was a very average, um, age for an aging sheep of his kind. Fair, and fair. so natural causes, but. This legendary sheep is. How did he survive? That is my question. He must have been one savage sheep, like going out there, just you know, finding. He he had to kill stuff probably to eat. I, I mean, mean, I, I guess, don't. but also it'd be it'd be pretty hard for something to come at him with however many feet of wool surrounding him and protecting him. True. Or am I dumb? Are they vegetarian? He probably sheep? had a lot of. Uh, it's probably grass mostly. Yeah. Yeah. I was but say, if you're carrying this many pounds of wool all around your face, eating grass is hard too. I, yeah, fair enough. That guy, <laughs> that guy. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> noting him Chris. as a person. <laughs> that guy, Chris. Respect. <laughs> Respect him. <laughs> you know what doesn't help animals survive, Abby? What? Pollution. <laughs> <laughs> Pollution. <laughs> Do you like that dramatic pause? Pollution. Yeah, so apparently Coca-Cola has, like, 
is like the leading pollutant and Nash is it US companies worldwide? How is worldwide that? for the second year in a row, unfortunately, Coca-Cola, the delicious, bubbly, far spiritus Pepsi product in most ways drink has unfortunately named two years in a row as um the number like the number one worst polluting brand because it produces more plastic than any other. More plastic than any brand. Wow. That's a bum a big bummer for me because not a Pepsi fan. Can't drink that. I'm also trying to quit soda, so maybe this is a good time for me to like not buy into the Coca-Cola brand because Yeah, save your health, save the planet. <laughs> Fair enough, man. I I love Coke though, and they came out with that orange vanilla. Can't resist that. Or you can't are you not a fan? Orange vanilla Orange vanilla. That sounds like a terrifying combo. It's pretty good, actually. You should try it. Actually, don't try it, guys. We're not don't endorsing. Don't try. We're trying to save the planet here, we're guys. We're not endorsing <laughs> killing animals. Animals <laughs> or the planet. But speaking so. of other things <laughs> that we love that are unfortunately not um, not having the best consequences, um, in the Philippines recently, um, there's this island, Baroka, which is coming back after having to do six months of restoration because, you know, everybody loves good beach vacay and those beautiful Instagrammable pictures you see are just so tempting. But this island... yes. Yes. <laughs> these, it's, like, yeah, all these famous experiences like, man, I just want to go there. All these dreamy pictures. But apparently when they say that it makes you want to go there, it makes everyone want to go there. This island saw a six-time increase in their tourism from, like, less than 10 years. And so this tiny island just couldn't handle it, and they had to close because all of, like, the trampling, the trash, and the parties from all these people excited to be there are unfortunately turning one of this one of these islands considered the most beautiful into the most trash by all these people that want to be there. Wow. Um, that's a lot of people for a small island. And yeah. they, they had to shut the island down? Like yeah, close they closed it? this island for six months. So I didn't know you could close an island, but they didn't. Just, like, not have anybody fly there not have anybody boat there i don't know that's crazy um i know that like my in my experience with tourism um i've been to france which was insane and fun but there were a ton of people there um and you could tell the places that were more touristy and like there, there were places that were more touristy and than others and you could tell by just the amount of people that were there at that time also branson and missouri that's just if you haven't been to Branson, Missouri, it's like people, you have no elbow room. It, <laughs> there's too many people in that tiny amount of space. So I can't imagine like an island having a, what you, you said a yeah, six year increase, like a yeah, time. six times as many people as they had usually had just a result of all these um, like bloggers and stuff that have been posting about them and attracting so many people. That'd be hard to afford stuff too, like food, people needing stuff, you know, that also, not to mention, like, if somebody gets hurt or, like, something bad were to happen, God forbid, but, like, if something like that happened, the hospitals would overflow. They wouldn't have enough room and, or supplies to help people. And I like, don't know about you, but being trapped on an island with however many people um, doesn't always sound particularly delightful. Kind of go crazy. Um, yes. Yeah, so I guess next time you guys go go traveling somewhere, just check if, uh, <laughs> if there's going to be an influx of... <laughs> So our tips today for saving the planet is pick your destinations a little more secluded and also drink less Coke. Drink less Coke, guys. <laughs> it's good for your body and also the planet's body. <laughs> the planet sh shouldn't have a body, but <laughs> I don't know. So 
You and I both work for the Northwest Missourian. Yes. Um, which is a dope organization. <laughs> Every organization makes mistakes. It happens. Um, so we're going to own up to one today. <laughs> um, so we wrote a story which was mostly accurate. Mostly. The headline, the headline was inaccurate. Um, it said, well, here's here's the tea, guys. So the, <laughs> so the Northwest College Republicans were holding a fundraiser and – in doing so, they were raffling off an 80% lower receiver um, of an AR-15. And if you aren't familiar with what an 80% lower receiver is, is it's just a s- small part of the gun. It's like one-eighth of a gun, and it can't fire. It's not a weapon in its current state. Yeah, so it is by no means 80% of a gun, like many of us were led to believe. It's and there was a lot of like heat in the community and on campus about it, and... Rightfully so, if it was actually 80% of a rifle. So we were right to be concerned, but the facts didn't come through completely in that story, which sucks. But, uh, yeah, that's that's the whole – that's the thing is, like, whenever – I feel like this happens everywhere is we have a perception of what's happening without really knowing what – like the whole background, the whole backlash of how it came to be. And so the, re- the whole reason that the college Republicans were doing this is they said they wanted to get some uh, some publicity, and some fundraising did. money, and they sure as heck did. They got some free publicity. We wrote in a – they weren't – so the college Republicans weren't even mad about the news story. They were just upset about the opinions page, which that's – you got to realize the difference between a news story and an opinion story, and I feel like nobody – I feel like a lot less people have media literacy today. That's my take. Like a lot less people know the from difference someone between in the media. But yeah, that, yeah, that's from that's from a news reporter <laughs> and editor. But still, like I don't know. Even when I wasn't in this position, I just kind of like I don't know. I feel like more people should be informed. And when I will I will say when organizations do make mistakes like we did, it kind of sucks. And that's why people don't trust as much. But when you own up to them, it looks good. So that's what we're doing. <laughs> but here we are, owning up. So what was the name of the part again? An 80% lower receiver. And I guess when you Google that, it's like a tiny little stock item that you can attach to the weapon, like to the barrel or something. But that's so all they're raffling. They didn't have a barrel. They didn't have a firing mechanism. It was just an attachment, essentially. Yeah, not 80% of the gun. But, yeah. We, we'll get them next time on that one. Um, for sure, I'm, I am certain that the college Republicans and some people will write letters to the editor or a guest column just explaining, um, just explaining that situation. So be, be on the lookout for that in the next issue of the Northwest Missourian. Yeah. And speaking of things that have recently appeared in Northwest Missourian, many of you probably saw a couple weeks ago, we had a dueling opinions page about Chick-fil-A talking about, let's keep it, let's trash it in regards to some controversy surrounding, like, one of the Chick-fil-A top officials' opinions regarding um, same-sex marriage. And LGBTQ issues. And yeah. yeah. And so this, and it was now pretty timely because the same controversy has recently appeared in UK headlines as right now. Um, October 10th, um, they actually opened the first Chick-fil-A in the UK. But because of all of the uh, protests and because of the boycotts from the LGBTQ activists there, they actually, like, right after opening, and they've already announced 
within the first two weeks of opening, they're going to have to close after the six months of their first lease. That is crazy. Um, and super timely, because that was like two weeks ago, something like that. Um, I know my personal take, I love chicken sandwiches, I love Chick-fil-A. Um, but and then now <laughs> they won't know the wonders <laughs> of the waffle fries. They will never know the wonders of waffle fries. Those, man, they're right up there with curly fries <laughs> and sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> the best fries. The best fries. Abby, what's your take? What's 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 the best fry? Where can you get the best fries? Um, Freddy's. Freddy's. You're so I, I get the appeal of waffle fries. They're nice, they're big, they're toasty. But there's something so delicious about a nice, super crisp shoelace french fry from Freddy's. All right. Never I don't think I've been to Freddy's. You should. They have the world's probably smallest french fries, but also the best. Also the best, yeah. Definitely have to check that out then. You heard it here first. Abby's favorite french fries, Freddy's. Go go check that <laughs> out. Um, I think we have one close to here, don't we? Like oh, yeah, Saint there's Joe, one in St. Joe. City? Yeah, something like that. So as we sign off today, just keep that in mind if you're looking for French fry recommendations. There's Chick-fil-A on campus. There's Freddy's in St. Joe. and That's pretty much it, really. That's all we got. <laughs> <laughs> Drink less Coke, eat Coke, eat more French fries. That's a n- tip of the day. And that's it today for The Loop. Catch you next week. Yeah. <laughs>